0: Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We will combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hey, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Ali Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everybody. This episode is coming out a little later than usual on Monday. uh, We had a busy weekend. We had um, the growth mindset guy, Nate's Marathon. He did a wonderful job. He biked 50 miles across Long Island and he made a couple of friends, a couple of cycling friends along the way, which was amazing to see him cross the finish line with a bunch of new people and new friends. And then on Sunday, I had my best friend from middle school, Lauren. I had her wedding, which was so much fun and amazing cute and sweet. So I had quite the busy weekend, so I just didn't have time to record a podcast episode. So I just finished work. I just literally walked through the door, said hi to Nate, and then now I'm here recording with you guys. And today's episode is going to be about how to combat anxiety with everyday tiny things that we can do to try and combat and cope with our anxious thoughts. Before we get to that, thank you guys again so much for tuning in and listening. I know my Instagram has been kind of dead lately, and I've just been swamped with just the new school year. And, you know, September through October is, you know, very busy, just still getting into routines and curriculum and all those things. And then every weekend I've just had something to do. I mean, I just can't help but that I'm popular. What movie is that from? Someone let me know. And it's been a lot, a lot of good things. So I just really haven't had time to update my Instagram. Um, Once I really get into the routine of things, I'm going to try and um, update it as much as possible. I've just been a little busy. So thank you guys so much for still tuning in, even though I've been kind of ghosting off the internet. But. Thank you again for all of the support and those of you who donated to Bike to the Beach for the Growth Mindset Guy. The donation for giving kids a backpack who are in need, that donation is still ready to go in my show notes if you would like to donate and put your money towards something amazing that could help kids get school supplies for their school year. Something else to share. Let me tell you about... The smoothies that have been making my weekend side note on the weekends i take my time in the morning and i make a really great smoothie i have been using amazing ingredients from arbonne i have the feel fit pea protein, vanilla flavor. It is vegan and all natural ingredients. It is pea plant protein for protein powder, 20 grams of protein. And it it tastes delicious. It tastes like an ice cream vanilla cake. It is amazing. It also comes in chocolate, which is really good, and coffee flavor. With that pea protein powder, I've actually made iced coffee lattes where I put the protein powder in, a little bit of almond milk, I froth it a little bit with my frother, and it is delicious. So if you want to save some money and not go to Starbucks as much, I've, I've been trying, it's a really nice iced coffee latte drink just to spice it up and save a little bit of money. Also, in my great smoothies on the weekends, I put the Gut Health Fiber Powder. Now, it's very similar to the Gut Health Sticks. Those go in your water. The Gut Health Fiber Powder has no taste to it, and it has 12 grams of fiber, 12 grams of your daily fiber to de-bloat and get that regulation going so we're not backed up. So that way we can have a good flow and also no gut fatigue. The last thing that I put in my smoothies is the Super Greens Powder that has 36 servings of fruits and vegetables. You put that powder in with your smoothie. It is amazing. So I get some protein, some fiber, and some fruits and veggies putting into my smoothie. Something else I've also been adding lately, it is called the De-Stress Powder from Arbonne. And it is ashwagandha powder. Let me tell you guys, to ease your anxiety, since this is about combating anxiety, the de-stress powder with ashwagandha from Arbonne, chef's kiss. It's so amazing. I put it right in my smoothie. It has like a pink lemonade flavor, but when I put it in my smoothie, I don't really taste anything different. If you like pink lemonade, you can put that right in your water. Go for it. But it's amazing how it's just with using that ashwagandha, which is really helpful for anxiety, Just put it in that smoothie or put it in your water, and it just relaxes you to get after the day ahead. So if you're interested in any of those amazing products that I did mention, let me know. Hit me up. The link is in my show notes if you want to take a look at some of the ingredients, statistics, all those things for those amazing products. And I'm here to help you guys. Those work well in my smoothies. And if you're interested in shaking up your smoothie, let me know, and I'm here to help. Okay, guys, you know the next segment of the episode as it goes. We have our quote from the Doing Well Daily Journal. If you guys are interested in these amazing journals, please check out her Instagram, Sydney's Instagram, and website in the show notes. And today's quote is, celebrate the tiny victories. Celebrate the tiny victories. And I think, especially with someone with anxiety, celebrating the small wins of your mind really gets you through the day. Throughout our lives we're taught to celebrate, you know, the big accomplishments, the graduations, the promotions, the babies, the marriages, the engagements, all those things, the new businesses, those are big wins that should definitely be celebrated. But I think also not having a mental breakdown and being able to cope with your anxiety I think that win should also be recognized and be celebrated. There are so many times throughout the day where I'm about to lose it and then I just talk myself out of it. And I've actually used my coping mechanisms to help my students because sometimes they have breakdowns in the middle of class. I take them aside and I say, hey, I have anxiety too and these are the things that have helped me and we take deep breaths and we say, we're okay, we are safe, I am not my thoughts, all those things, all the affirmations. And helping those students is also a little victory for the day because that's why I'm a teacher. That's, you know, at the end of the day, I love social studies, but I'm really here to help my students become well-rounded individuals. And being able to help a student cope with nervousness and anxiety, that's a good victory. and It's a tiny victory that I always celebrate after, you know, we have the talk, and I'm just like, "Yeah, this is why I love to teach." Now, now I remember why. Because sometimes I forget. You know, being having a moment where like you're having a conflict, and whoever you're having a conflict with, you're able to resolve it, and doesn't blow up into a huge fight. That's a tiny victory that should be celebrated. When you are starting to feel imposter syndrome, and you tell yourself, "No, I got this. I'm amazing," that's a tiny victory that should be celebrated right sticking up for yourself if someone has been coming at you and you set your boundaries and you let them know what's up small victory those should be celebrated cuz those tiny victories they make up your life sure you got the big milestones that also have a big impact on your life but the tiny little victories that creates your story that creates your memories that creates the person you are becoming so when you have a tiny victory Take a moment and be like, wow, you know what? I'm really proud that I did that for myself. I'm really proud that I got through that. I'm really happy that I was able to set that boundary, not back down. Because those tiny victories, they should be celebrated. Because it's, you know, it's hard being a human. It's hard being an adult. It's hard being a teenager. It's hard being a kid. It's hard being a human. And all humans want is to be seen, to be heard, to be understood. And, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes that doesn't always happen. And when those things do happen, we feel seen, we feel heard, we feel understood because of the boundaries that we set in place or any of those things or we got through our anxiety or we just made a friend, you know, happy that day and we supported a friend that day. Just know it's really important to take a moment and just be like, you know what, that was awesome that I did that. You know, give yourself a little pat on the shoulder that you did that because those tiny victories create wonderful humans. And we really need a lot more wonderful humans on this planet. And I know being a human's hard, but celebrating those little victories gives us a little ounce of hope from the day to day and to become amazing humans. And you guys are amazing. So celebrate your tiny victories. So the next segment of our show is I'm going to read you a blog from medium.com. It's one of my blogs. I've written, I've written, wow. I wrote this a while ago. Um, My link for my blogs on Medium are in the link in my bio on Instagram. And this is how to combat anxiety every day. I live with anxiety every day. I have general anxiety disorder, which means I'm anxious every day. Everyone suffers from anxiety now and then. Certain events, people, locations, tasks, and skills make them anxious. I, on the other hand, wake up and feel a wave of worry. The emotion of worry could be brought over from the day before, or it can be about something that will happen in the future. If I'm left to my mind, boy, she is a scary thing. My mind will bring up worst case scenarios, embarrassing conversations from five years ago, and and why my friends don't text me. My mind leaves me exhausted. I'm a confident person, but my anxious thoughts deteriorate that personality trait. I begin to second guess myself, wonder why my boyfriend loves me. Should I try a new lesson? Should I join a committee? I wonder if I'm doing enough or just going through the motions of life. Should I let things go or communicate? Should I buy things to treat myself or save my money? My brain is at a constant battle with itself. Should I tell people I have anxiety or be ashamed of it? My anxiety is silent to the world and obnoxious to me. I do not have visible panic attacks. My panic is internal. Mind racing, heart pounding, sweating, fidgeting my fingers, playing with my rings or necklace. I try not to throw up, I stay silent and if I need to get up, I get up and take a walk. If people try to talk to me during an internal panic, I become distant and irritable. They ask, are you okay? What's wrong? No, I'm not okay if everything is wrong. I realized back in high school, I may have some anxiety. I would hate asking to go to the bathroom because I would get up in front of everyone and they would look at me. I would feel nauseous in class because I couldn't get up when I wanted to. I would just sit there and drink water and chew gum to ease my feelings. Watching movies or going to take or going to the movie theater would also make me extremely anxious and nauseous. In the movie theater, you're in a big room with strangers, and if you need to get up, you cause a whole commotion. Then in college, my anxiety was less visible to me. I think it was because in college, I was so busy. I played volleyball. I had to keep up with my classes. Then once I graduated college and was in real life mode as an adult, the anxiety made herself known again. My anxiety can be debilitating. I refuse to go to certain events because I know she will be triggered. Or if I'm already at an event, I leave early. I have been able to manage my anxiety, but the year of 2019-2020 pushed me over the edge. I could not contain her anymore. In 2019, I had a stressful year at work and I would feel drained constantly. I started my first real committed relationship and those are not for the faint-hearted. My grandma passed away suddenly and that was my first experience with death of a loved one. Then in 2020, my grandpa passed away. And we have this massive pandemic. I needed to flush out this feeling of dread, so I sought out help. Here are things I do to help me combat anxiety every day. These are some ideas my therapist and I created. Number one, go to therapy. Talk to a professional who has no bias in your life. If you talk to your inner circle, sometimes they take a certain side and give you one-sided advice. If you can't go to one in person for any reason, look into BetterHelp. This is an online therapy app with certified therapists at a lower rate. Number two, write down your anxious thoughts in a journal. Acknowledge how you're feeling and why you're feeling this way. Write down things that you're grateful for and how you can improve your anxious reactions to events how can you regulate those actions? Number three, distract your mind with physical activity. Work out, go for a walk, go for a run, go for a swim, ride your bike, go hiking. Moving your body releases that negative energy. Number four, Refocus your mind on another task. Use a creative outlet to give peace to your mind. Write a story, paint, draw, make jewelry, work on a project in your workshop, work on your car, play video games, tend to your garden, try a new recipe, sing, play your instrument of choice. Turn off your thoughts, number five, by watching your favorite movie or show. You can also listen to your favorite podcast or album. Number six, read self-improvement books for inspiration. These books can motivate you to think positive thoughts. My personal favorites are Untamed by Glennon Doyle, Fierce, Free, and Full of Fire by Jen Hatmaker, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, Go to a location that brings you peace. Go to the beach. Go to a nature preserve. Go to your backyard. Go to your room. Take a drive somewhere trying to meditate even for five minutes. Apps like Headspace and FitOn provide simple and easy meditations to get into such as letting go, clarity, and creativity. These activities can help with the wave of anxiety you feel daily. Now, you will have good days and bad days. It's okay if you lose some battles. Don't be discouraged. As long as you win the war, keep trying. I'll tell my therapist about this great week where I regulated my emotions and calmed my thoughts, and then the next week I tell her how I had an emotional breakdown. No one's perfect. Love yourself, forgive yourself, and keep moving forward. You don't have to control your thoughts. You just have to stop letting them control you. Dan Millman. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that little blog on medium.com. Again, if you're interested in reading any of my blogs on Medium, the link is in my bio. So let me go over a couple of those things. With my generalized anxiety disorder, I wake up anxious. Sit down anxious. Okay? Get up anxious. Wake up anxious. And there's no certain situations that make me anxious. It's just everything makes me anxious. Um, And like I said in the blog, I kind of realized this during high school where I would feel nauseous and, you know, my heart would be racing in class because, like, I didn't have the ability to get up whenever I wanted to or go to the bathroom, you know, you're feeling trapped. Same thing in movie theaters. You don't want to get up because you're going to, you know, make a commotion, all those things. And then as I got older, I realized I was like, I I think I have anxiety. So I went to the, my doctor and then, you know, they made me take an anxiety test and it came back that I had generalized anxiety disorder which at first I thought I had social anxiety because social situations would make me anxious because I'm a introverted extrovert. So like I love being with people, but it actually drains me and I need like alone time. And once I also got more into adulthood and the security of like being in school went away, my anxiety like shot up tenfold. And I like couldn't cope with it anymore. I, you know... I didn't know how to cope with it really. And me just pretending like it's not there wasn't working anymore. And I tell the story a lot, but when I really realized that my anxiety was like not okay was when I was going to work a couple of years ago. So, you know, I was healthy, had a good job, um, my family was great, um, i was in a, I'm in <laughs> a great relationship. Why why am I crying on the train? Like, why am I literally about to cry on the train? Like, what's happening? And it was because 2019 was just a lot. And then 2020 came after that. And I was, you know, I don't even have to explain that. And just, I broke down and I needed to go see someone. I just like, I can't live this way anymore. I can't isolate myself anymore and have breakdowns by myself because I was afraid to tell my close friends, my family that I have anxiety, like that didn't fit the persona I was showing to the world. And I was ashamed of it because, you know, you grow up thinking that people that have things going on in their brain and mental illness and all of these things, that they're broken and damaged people. You know, you would see, you know, on TV shows and movies, people who were in therapy were, like, these weak individuals crying on, like, the sofa. And and so that's what you learn that it is. So I was ashamed. I didn't tell anyone how I was feeling. I didn't let anyone know of my internal panic attacks that I would be feeling – Or why I would leave parties early or not go at all or hated doing social things. And I even remember that like even at family parties, you know, like the Italian thing to do or any family really. That when you like enter a party, you have to say hi to everyone, kiss everybody on the cheek. And then when you leave the party, you got to say bye to everybody. everybody. I hated doing that. I hated doing it because it just made me anxious like i can't like why can't we just walk in and say hi and and then leave and wave to everyone to say bye like it would this the anxiety of having to go to every single person and say hello and bye and small talk makes me anxious still does i was like i need to i can't function like this and i know many of you probably feel that way you can't function and so the first thing i did was I started to journal. I did a whole – that was, I think, episode like three of this podcast of how journaling started to take me on the path of healing my inner child. Because I think a lot of my anxiety comes from an inner child wound of abandonment and not being good enough and all of those things. And so – because a lot of my worth comes from my achievement. That's definitely a childhood wound that I was only praised for achievement. And so my only worth is what I achieve. And if I'm not achieving something, if I'm not good at something, I'm anxious, and, you know, the whole thing. And so I started journaling those thoughts out. Every every Saturday I would – Go sit in my kitchen and I would journal out my thoughts. You know, how did the week go? What made me anxious? What made me upset, mad, happy? What am I grateful for? What are some of the good things that happened this week? What did I do well? You know, take 15, 20 minutes of my Saturday morning and just sit there and just go through my mind and just let your, it's called a brain dump. And you just let everything out. Let it all out. You know, how did your week go? What did you do well? What were you proud of? What you know, what situations made you anxious? How did you cope with their anxiety? Is there a better way you could have done that? You know, go just dissect your own brain. You'd be surprised what comes out. When you just put to pen to paper, you'd be really surprised at what comes out. So how I combat my anxiety a lot, especially on the weekends, was is journaling. Definitely journaling out my thoughts. Um what helps me. Also, combat my anxiety is definitely going to see someone, going to see a therapist. I see a therapist um, every two weeks, so twice a month. We have our Zoom chats. Um, And just talking to a professional really helps you unwind your brain. Because when you have anxiety, you think you're crazy. You're like, Am I imagining this? Am I overreacting? Should I be mad at this? Should I be upset about this? What are people going to think of me? Like, all these thoughts that go through your brain just is like, constantly, constantly not shutting up. Like your brain cannot be quiet. And so you start to think like, am I crazy? Um so talking to a professional makes you realize your anxiety is justified. The feelings you have during anxiety is justified. Like so sometimes you cannot control your thoughts and they just take you over and just it's it's like a wave. That's why it's called a wave of anxiety because all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, you have some calm waters, and out of nowhere, this huge wave comes out of nowhere, and you're like, whoa, what do I do? And so, definitely talking to a professional, like journaling definitely helped, like talking with myself, but going to see a professional really, really validated me. And I know therapy isn't a, you know, equitable to everyone. But there are so many amazing podcasts that therapists host. There's so many YouTube videos of therapists talking about things, TikToks, just to like, that's obviously not a substitute for therapy, but just to like kind of get your brain, get some advice about coping skills. Um, then there's also Talkspace and BetterHelp, which are online certified therapist and safe spaces at an affordable rate for people to have an outlet for therapy. I tried BetterHelp and it was a good experience, but I just needed like to go to therapy, not have therapy over um, the phone or, or texting. But if that's something you're interested in, definitely just go to BetterHelp.com and, or Talkspace.com and take a look at if that's something you're interested in because talking to a professional... One of the best things I ever did for my anxiety. If you're in college, if you're in high school, going to see your guidance counselor, that's free. Because let me tell you, therapy is not free. <laughs> it's expensive. And just if you have the availability to go talk to your guidance counselor at a, at your college or at, in your high school, go. That's free therapy. Go go, go, go. You're not damaged or broken or crazy. Your brain just works in <laughs> mysterious ways, chemical imbalances, all of those scientific things that people always tell me. And talking to a professional that can like unwind all the anxious thoughts has really made me be able to better self-reflect in my journals and use coping mechanisms. Another thing that's been helping me with my anxiety uh, is affirmations. And if my brain's telling me a story internally, and I tell my students to do this whenever you get an overwhelming amount of anxiety and like your brain is telling you a story, you say, Stop, you know, even out loud. You're not real. You're just my thoughts. I am not my thoughts. I am safe. I am okay, I am not my thoughts. And I would just say that over and over again. I am safe, I am okay, I am not my thoughts. And then all of a sudden your brain calms itself. So saying those affirmations in my head or out loud to myself when I'm getting this overwhelming feeling of anxiety, just saying, I'm okay. These. This is just my thoughts. I am not my thoughts. My brain is telling me a story, right? Talk yourself out of it, and then your brain's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, we are going all over the place. Let's it's, let's relax here." Working out is a huge thing that helps my anxiety. It calms the stress of the workday. Work has been making me super duper anxious all the time. Very stressful and what's been helping me cope with the work anxiety is going to the gym after work and just having me time and putting a really good podcast in and just doing my 30 to 45 minute workout and just letting all the emotions out and just forgetting about you know the stresses of work because you're so um, in focus of the workout like I use the Fit on app like you guys know so I have a, a trainer yelling at me the whole time so I'm bunch very focused On the workout at hand rather than my anxiety. So it helps to distract the emotions. And then the emotions go away because you're working out. And when you move your body, your mind's moving and getting rid of the anxiety. Another thing that I do to help with my anxiety is, you know, watching, you know, my favorite show when I have free time. I love reading on the train. Right now I'm reading The Dating Game. Let me tell y'all, that's a great book you're into some romance, you know, when they're like, they hate each other at first and they fall in love with each other. That's my favorite type of love story. I don't know what that says about me, but just like reading on the train, reading, you know, on the weekends in the morning, watching my favorite shows, right? Kind of taking me away from the world that I'm in to calm the mind has been doing wonders, going on hikes, going on bike rides, does wonders for it as well, and listening to a good podcast. while I just listen to podcasts. I don't even listen to music anymore. Ask anyone. What also has been helping me with my anxiety every day is literally talking myself through the day. Like, you know, I'll be like, you know, cleaning the kitchen, doing some dishes, you know, organizing things, and just like talking – to myself throughout the day, like, all right, what did I do really good today? How can I make that better for tomorrow? How could I calm myself better during anxiety tomorrow? And a lot of the times, too, is giving yourself a whole lot of grace with anxiety. Because there's gonna be some days where, like, you break down and you know, you did all the things, you journaled, you you meditated, you did all the things. But then the anxiety just comes over you and you. you sometimes you're going to lose the battle. You are. No one's perfect. And there's been days this week where I've lost the battle where I hysterically was, you know, like hyperventilating crying in bed and just all the feelings came out. And, you know, because I just haven't had time to do the things or the coping mechanisms that I needed to do because I've just been really busy. And... It's really important with anxiety is acknowledging it. You know, give it a name, right? When I was referring to the anxiety in that blog as like her and giving him or her a name, and when he or she arrives, be like, What's up? What's up, Karen? I'm not listening to you right now because you are telling me stories that don't exist you are getting mad at something that's not worth your time, you are getting upset over something that's not worth your time, talking yourself out of it. And I always remind myself with the affirmations as well, I'm like, I've made it through everything, I can make it through this. I've made it through everything, I can make it through this, right? Giving yourself support. And learning how to self soothe is so important, especially, you know, teaching teenagers um, and young kids how to self soothe is so important. Because I think my generation of the millennials, we were kind of, we were. the the breakaway point where we're like hmm, we should probably talk about our feelings but like we don't know how, and now like Gen Z and I think Gen Alpha's next like they actually were like yeah I'm gonna talk about my feelings which is great because unfortunately like the generations before us were taught to like no like keep your feelings inside you and you deal with it and then like you need to be the strong you know person and you know tough or whatever. And people were like, oh, well, if you have mental illness, you need to go to a psych war and da, 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 and all the things. And like, you can't function if you have like a mental illness. And we're starting to see, and I'm glad there's definitely a lot more awareness of mental illness um, because I have high, like high functioning anxiety where, you know, I'm able to get out of bed every day. You know, anxiety has never made me not be able to, like, go to work, you know. Sometimes anxiety makes me not want to go to social events, but, like, I usually do. But, you know, my anxiety, thankfully, has never been, like, I can't get out of bed anxiety. And for those of you who are struggling with that, know that you are seen and you are heard and you are strong and you will overcome and get through it. But there are just some days where I'm just, like, when does it end? Right, You sit there with anxiety. You're like, when does this end? Do you ever go away? And unfortunately, it never goes away. She here went you to the end of time. And a lot of the anxiety also comes out of perfectionism with imposter syndrome, like that whole shebang. And you just need to remind yourself – you are not your thoughts. It was easier said than done when you're in the moment and you, your heart's racing, you're sweating, you feel nauseous, you cry, and you just want to leave or whatever that happens. And just realizing your brain is telling you stories. Your brain is telling you stories. This is not true. You're fine. You're safe. You're fine. You are safe. Write it in a journal. Write it down. I'm fine. I'm safe. Talking to a professional. Listening to therapists if you need to, you know, on a podcast, YouTube video. Reading self-development books has also helped me cope with anxiety and just understanding that you're not alone with anxiety. So like going to therapy and reading those books and realizing a lot of people think the way that I do and a lot of people's anxiety takes over their life the way That it takes over mine some days. So really listening to people other like listening to other people's stories about their anxiety and how they got through it has also helped me get through my anxiety because A, I realize I'm not alone, and B, they've come up with great ideas to help me cope with anxiety. And I've also learned to cope with anxiety, you need to let people know. People can't help you, people can't serve you. And support you if they don't know what's going on. They might not always understand anxiety. But at least they know and they're aware that it happens. And they can try and be there for you as best as they can. Because there are some days where like my anxiety is a lot. And even my loved ones, they just kind of don't know what to do with me. And it is very isolating. And you feel like no one understands your brain. And... That is, can be a very lonely feeling. But know that they're not doing it because they don't want to understand. But sometimes it is difficult to explain it. But know that your anxiety, is it's justified. So many of us have it. And so many of us go through every single day. Waiting for the shoe to drop. That's what it feels like. You're just waiting for a shoe to drop. You know, you're just waiting for worst case scenarios. And anxiety is developed out of control and fear. So a lot of people with anxiety, they freak out when we don't have control. We can't predict the future. We are fearful of the future. We're always we're always living in the future. Like, what if this happens, right? We don't really live in the past. We don't live in the present. We live always in the future. What's going to happen next? We always constantly want to feel prepared and controlled. We feel powerful when we feel like we're in control. But then you realize you're actually never in control. And then you're like, what am I being anxious about? If at the end of the day, i can't I can control some things, but not everything. When I came to that realization, that you can't control everything that also helped with my anxiety of like surrendering to the natural law of things of the universe has a plan the universe works in mysterious ways and surrendering to the universe and just telling yourself you know what things happen for a reason opportunities come for a reason opportunities don't come for a reason people come and go for reasons and you just need to know that it's going to be okay. Because when you try to control everything, when you're anxious, you be, you're you always anxious because you realize you can't control everything, even though I know you want to so bad. So the everyday things that have been helping me are definitely working out. Also what you listen to, so listening to podcasts or just good vibes, music, Your audio, along with your visual, also affects your anxiety. So, listening to good upbeat music, a good podcast, working out, journaling, seeing a therapist, doing those affirmations of talking myself out of it have really helped me with the everyday. You know, when you're just like sitting there and you're like, Oh my God, I'm nervous out of nowhere. And be like, why am I nervous? Like break down the thought. Okay, why am I nervous? Okay, I'm nervous, you know, if an administrator comes into my lesson and it's trash. Okay, well, if they come into my lesson and, and it's trash, what's gonna happen? All right, we're gonna have a meeting of how to fix the lesson. That's what's gonna happen, right? And then you can show growth in your in your evaluation, right? When you have an anxious thought, where's the fear coming from? What's the worst case scenario of that fear? Can you survive that worst case scenario? And then you're like, oh, I can. Okay. And then the anxiety doesn't like go away, but it's just manageable. Like, all right, all right, everything's going to be okay. I just need to, you know, get through it. So I hope this episode was. Useful and helpful. These are very small, minute things that I do, nothing grand. And, you know, I've solved the mystery here, but just little things that I do to help me get through the everyday. I hope you found this useful. I hope this was helpful for you. If you think someone would enjoy this episode, share it with them. Make sure to follow me on Spotify. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, leave a review on Podchaser, and I'll see you guys or talk to you guys mostly next week. Bye.